0: Hello friends, welcome to another podcast. My name is Aran Serrera, and I'm the academic intern of the Community Outreach Department. Today, I will be talking to Lydia D'Amico, Alcatraz Biologist of the Golden Gate National Recreation Area. We will be talking about some of her day-to-day assignments and what we can do when we visit the park. So Lydia, tell us, what do you do in the park? What are some of your day-to-day jobs, your projects? Tell us about it.
1: Yeah, so it's, um, it's very interesting. A lot is usually going on um, and I'm actually pretty new to the position. I started back in September, um, you know, during COVID. Um, and so that was an interesting and kind of challenging time and I'm still learning a lot on the job, but um, basically my role on the island is to help manage Uh, the different seabird and waterbird colonies that exist on the island. And so not a lot of people know that Alcatraz is actually a big seabird, waterbird, rookery where thousands of birds come um, every season to nest. And so it's a really uh, unique situation where you have hundreds of thousands of birds just nesting on the island in close proximity to people. And Alcatraz, um, during pre-COVID times, usually has about 5,000 visitors a day. So, with with that, um, with those conditions, you know, we we have to uh, make sure that uh, disturbance doesn't happen to the birds while they're nesting. We have to um, make sure that you know habitat is suitable for them and that they. Can continue coming back to the island to breed because it's important for their conservation. And so we have um, ongoing management and monitoring studies that we do seasonally where we count the number of nests, we look at reproductive health, we look at uh, the number of chicks that are being fledged, um, and we also monitor um, just uh, species diversity uh, over the years, the populations fluctuate um, based on different variables, and now we have climate change to consider with all of that, you know, on top of these bird colonies nesting in a high, highly dense urban area, you have issues related to climate change now going to affect them. Um, so, yeah, a lot of it is just um, yeah, just managing these colonies and also providing educational outreach for visitors because usually when people come to Alcatraz, they think, oh, you know, the prison, the rock, you know, um, they might have some romantic notion of it, uh, but they don't realize that, oh, yeah, there's a lot of birds here that call the island home. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, and I also, um, right now, we have a lot of birds. Uh, nesting and all the chicks have hatched and they're getting bigger and they're kind of just wandering all over the island so I also do a lot of bird rescues where I try to corral the birds away from public areas and and that way there isn't any conflict or you know people getting too close to them Um, but yeah that's basically the position in a nutshell.
0: And what is the main project that you're now working on?
1: So on Alcatraz, there are a lot of different projects. Um, so the main species that we monitor is the branch Cormorant. They um, are the most numerous on the island. There's about um, 4,000, probably over 4,000 birds um, on the island right now, and so um, we have a monitoring program where we create subplots and just um, monitor the number of active nests within these plots, and then throughout the season, we um, you know take data on the success of that nest, whether you know how many eggs you know did they lay, if all the eggs hatched, and if all of those chicks um, went to fledge, and so. We have these um, different criteria of success, or I guess that's the criteria of success for a nest, is if the, all the chicks survived and they left the nest and they're able to go out on their own. Um, so I do that monitoring work with our research partner Farallons Institute. And so they do the bulk of the field work and then I kind of just oversee um, their monitoring duties um, but we do that kind of monitoring for uh, five, about five to six different species of birds. We also have western gulls, uh, pigeon guillemots, which are these little sea, black seabirds with white wing bands. They nest on the island. Um, we also have uh, black-crowned night herons, snowy egrets, uh, great blue herons. Um, and most recently we have a pair of peregrine falcons nesting on the island, which is really cool. Um, so I, so yeah, I kind of just rotate through all those different species and, and monitor the nests and, um, and just include that data into the long-term um, health of those populations and look at trends. So um, we have data sets going back you know, to like the early 90s on some of these populations. And so there's been instances where, you know, the numbers will dip down, like the Brant's cormorants in 2009 just completely crashed. They didn't nest on the island at all. And uh, that was due because of um, uh, warm water conditions that were happening offshore related to um, what's called the Southern El Niño Southern Oscillation, where warm a warm current will pass. Well, it'll be like a warm blob off the coast of California, and so the fish, their prey item, northern anchovy, um, which is part of the main diet, um, wasn't available to them because the ocean conditions weren't favorable for northern anchovy. So. You see, so yeah, in our data set, we see like a big dip and then they come back next year. But um, but yeah, that's one of the reasons why we have these long-term monitoring efforts is just to uh, look at variability in the populations and try to see if we can, um, you know, like associate it with like a certain cause if, if the populations skyrocket or if they dip or if they're remaining stable. Um, so yeah, that's... Um, those are most of the projects that I'm doing.
0: And what is the environmental message you want to give to people? Oh,
1: yeah, that's a good one. Um, there's so many things. Uh, I guess um, ultimately, you know, these, these animals, organisms, ecosystems, um, you know, require require protection and they shouldn't just be valued for um, aesthetic beauty or monetary gain. You know, it's like these these environments, um, you know, ex- exist, um, you know, not just for the enjoyment of humans but as part of uh, the greater ecosystem that we're also a part of. So I think just having that like perspective shift of, you know, people, people are not you know, people shouldn't be just like on top, like the apex, and then everything else is below. It's more like we're integrated into this ecosystem as well. And if the environment starts to degrade and species start dying, and you start to see just like an ecological collapse, that will affect us too.
0: Thank you, Lydia, for sharing with us about your job in Alcatraz, and to encourage us to be more aware of the health of our planet. And ultimately, that's why conservation is so important. It helps preserve the ecosystem and species, not just for aesthetic reasons, but because it helps us, it helps our planet stay healthy. And thank you, podcast friends, for tuning in on today's episode. We hope you'll join us again to learn more about our parks.